There are an increasing, I'm glad to say, amount of events going on in Chicago, and one of the most exciting, to my mind, is coming around next Saturday. It is called Live at the Sands. It is a tribute by the Chicago Jazz Orchestra, which is run by my friend Jeff Lindbergh. He's the artistic director of the previously mentioned jazz orchestra. Live at the Sands is, Jeff, how are you? And thanks for coming on. I'm good. Rick, how are you? I'm good, too. This is one of the most legendary recordings uh, in, in the history of recording. And how did it come up? Has this been on your mind for a long time, saying, hey, maybe I want to recreate that Frank Sinatra Count Basie collaboration at the Sands in Vegas? Well, actually, we did that uh, back in May of 2018 and sold out the Studebaker Theater. Uh, it was a great performance, and... Uh, we thought, you know, uh, after COVID and everything closing down for a while, it might be a good idea to bring it back because everybody's everybody continues to ask about it. How was how was it received? I've got to think, you know, most people for most most people never saw Sinatra. Most people never saw Count Basie. Uh, what kind of audience did you draw? Well, it was uh, it was an older audience, but we had some young people there. But uh, no matter. Who was there? Uh, they seemed to love it. It, uh, it was a great event, and it was it was something you know. The music that uh, they recorded on that live performance, uh, you you can hear performances of it here and there in in different spots and different venues. But in this case, we put together the exact program that was recorded. And uh, did with, it as it was recorded live in 1966, and Jeff, uh, the audience Jeff, just loved it. Jeff Lindbergh, you use the original arrangements, don't you? Yes, wow. um, I I do a lot of transcribing, so I actually listened to the recordings and wrote out the arrangements as they recorded on the al- on the performance in the album. Did you ever say to yourself, "Well, I can make these arrangements better"? Did you or not? I can't imagine. But I, there's no need to. They're, they were crafted so wonderfully uh, by arrangers like Quincy Jones and mm. Billy Byers, Nelson Riddle. Um, that's the cream of the crop. And so, uh, by transcribing them, I actually learned a lot about arranging from them. Oh, how neat! And, Did you pick the the featured vocalist for the performance of Live at the Sands at the Studebaker Theater inside the Fine Arts Building Saturday night at 7.30 uh, is Paul Mariano, who I have admired for, uh, Paul's much younger than I am, but I've admired him for a long, long time. Was there any question in your mind who you would get to do, let's say, to do the Sinatra part in the show? No, we started a relationship with Paul about, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago. And um, he started singing those charts uh, when we played with him at Andy's Jazz Club and then at the Jazz Showcase and at the Green Mill. And um, one of the great things about Paul is that he has his own sound, yet he's very respectful of the Sinatra tradition and the trays uh, and the the um, phrasing that Sinatra used in those performances, and also the arrangements. So it's not like a singer that's just trying to imitate Sinatra. He's taking it into his own voice. See, I think um, that's but, I think that's great because it's not you know a Frank Sinatra impersonator of which there are still a number you know floating around this world. Uh, uh, Paul is a, a very distinctive 
artists and in a sense it's kind of it's a it's a vocal homage is that a word that sits well with you jeff lindberg oh sure oh, okay. and um one of the things that paul said when he talked about doing that is that um he said that you know you really you kind of have to sing them the way that frank did because the phrasing, the arrangements were done for Frank, but at the same time, he, he took some liberties uh, with with his own sound that uh, makes it very special as well. And, of course, Paul Marinaro, is, he's a Chicago singer, so, you know, he has the grit that you need to do that stuff effectively. I'm sitting with June Sawyers, the eminent historian whose uh, latest book is called Chicago Beer, and it's a fascinating kind of history of of drinking in Chicago, <laughs> frankly. and I wouldn't know anything about that. Who would? Yeah, <laughs> neither would I. Uh, but I think that I, I, I told her to stick around because yeah. I'm glad you two can meet on the air. But it, that whole era and what Sinatra sort of embodied. Mr. Mr. Kelly's, that kind of Exactly, uh, exactly. And, you know, Frank and, and venue. Yeah. yeah, Frank never played Mr. Kelly's because he'd be way too expensive to play Mr. Kelly's. But what you're doing too, Jeff, is you're, you're, you're recapturing an era that is gone for good, except with things like what you're doing Saturday night. And I think, you know, that's why I think that youngsters out there, you younger people, who say Count Count Basie? Did he play basketball or something? Uh, need to go to this kind of thing. I, I, I think you feel that too, don't you, Jeff? In, in oh yeah, well, many. Of, I teach I teach at the College of Worcester in Ohio, mm-hmm. and I lead the jazz band here and the the symphony orchestra, and I do that music all the time. And these young people, they don't know who these people who these artists are until we start playing the music, and then they they go on and. Uh, find them on YouTube, and uh, they love the music. It's great music. And that's one of the reasons why the Chicago Jazz Orchestra continues after 44 years. We're yeah. starting our 44th year wow. this, this fall. is because we do great music. We play great music, and it's something that people, once they hear and have the opportunity to hear, they realize that, hey, this is wonderful, and we want to experience it. I have a question, Jeff. Do your students sure. know, recognize the name of Sinatra? Oh, many of them do. I think uh, Sinatra has really, I mean, he's lasted. You still see lots about him mm-hmm. um, on the Internet and on YouTube, and so most of the students will, will be familiar. Mm-hmm. They're not quite as familiar with Count Basie, <laughs> right. but I try to keep that tradition alive as well. One of the so, things, Jeff Lindberg, and again, it is this coming Saturday night at 730 at the Studebaker Theater, and if you've not been in the Studebaker Theater, it's in the Fine Arts Building. It's one of the great, uh, uh, relatively unknown spaces in Chicago, isn't it, Jeff? Yes, and it's newly renovated. Yeah. It's put in complete seating in, and I uh, hear it's spectacular and very comfortable. And uh, it's an old vaudeville theater that was built in about 1895, and uh, it's it's just gorgeous. The acoustics are wonderful. It's very intimate. And um, it's good for a big band performance. One thing that strikes me is it's a wonderful thing to reintroduce or introduce people to Count Basie. But in many ways, one of the lingering uh, reasons that Sinatra is uh, highly regarded, some of it doesn't even have to do with music, does it? It has to do with that big personality of his. And I think... And tell me I'm wrong, Jeff, please, that I think hearing someone like uh, 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 Paul Marinaro 
sing Sinatra will give people a new appreciation for the musicianship of this guy. Oh, yeah. Well, Sinatra, I think, uh, was very underrated musically in many ways. Mm -hmm. He had the respect of musicians, but I think his personal life and all the headlines and everything maybe overshadowed how incredible an artist he was. And his impact on American music was just so profound. He was a great swinger. He had great time. People don't realize they think they when they think of Sinatra, they think of the great sound of his voice. But he he was a great swinging singer, and he had all the respect of jazz. Even I mean, people say that well, Sinatra wasn't really a jazz musician. But when you ask jazz oh. musicians of the time, who was your favorite singer? <laughs> they said Sinatra because he had such great time and such a great swing feel. Yeah, they didn't say. And that's very, really yeah. that's really embodied in that recording because Sinatra and Basie were sort of at their prime. The Basie Orchestra they were at their primes in the mid '60s. That was like. You know, <laughs> the prime time to do this recording, and fortunately they did. Jeff, do you know how the recording, whose idea it was to record, you know, recording live in those days was not as common as it might be these days. But whose idea was that? Do you know? Uh, my guess is it was Sinatra's. Um, yeah, you're right, because who They else? actually did two, Sinatra and Basie did two studio albums before the Live at the Sands recording. And uh, and it was on Reprise, which was Sinatra's album. It was Sinatra's label. recording company label. So I think he, I think it was it was Frank's idea. And the legend goes is that when when he walked into the studio with the Basie Orchestra for the first studio recording, he said, "I've been waiting for this moment for twenty five years." Oh wow! Wow. And uh, and so I think Sinatra knew that something special was about to happen because he understand he understood the greatness of the Basie Orchestra, and both. Frank and the band, they fed off of each other. Sure. Frank learned how to swing, got got a, a different sense of swing after he started singing with the Basie Orchestra. And the Basie Orchestra was totally enamored with, with working with Frank. It was like a great experience for them, and it really raised the visibility of, of the Basie Orchestra. What a what a great, great, great thing you're doing, I think. Uh, it is the Chicago Jazz Orchestra is performing, and you're calling it a live tribute to the Sinatra Basie Live at the Sands recording, as Jeff said, took place in, uh, in 1964. It takes place here in Chicago, Saturday night at 7.30 in the Studebaker Theater, which is, I'm not going to say that it's it's worth the price of admission just to see the theater. It's like a bonus to see the theater. Uh, Jeff, how can people get tickets? Is, can they go to the uh, cjomusic.org website? Is that easiest? Yes, CJO, if they want to order online, cjomusic.org will take you directly to the ticket ordering link. Um, the Studebaker Theater also has a box office. It's open, I believe, Tuesday through Sunday. And, um, yeah, the, those two ways are probably the best ways. If you're downtown, you can just walk into the Studebaker, Studebaker Theater. It's 410 South Michigan Avenue in the Fine Arts Building. Listen, do you ever get nervous before a show like this? Um, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> Although, because we've done this show yeah. before, <laughs> it's going to be a little bit more relaxing. Uh, we have all the music ready, and uh, of course, we've worked with Paul Marinaro a number of times. So, 
uh, it's going to be fun. We expect a big crowd, and it's going to be great to play in the, the newly, re- oh, no. newly renovated theater. No kidding. Uh, Jeff Lindbergh, thanks for getting on the phone from Ohio with me. And uh, and knock them dead, as they say. And please give Paul my best. He's really, you, you both are Chicago treasures. Let me just put it. Okay, uh, hyperbo- and we hope to see you. Hyperbolically yeah, like that, yeah. Uh, thanks a million, and knock them dead. I, I, I will try to get there. I will try to get there. I will try to get there. And June, thanks for uh, joining in on this. Thank Isn't you. It? it was interesting, wasn't it? Absolutely. Uh, Jeff, take care of yourself. Safe travels back home. Okay, thank you.